Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the Book of Romans with part one of this message entitled, The Transformed Life, preached October the 2nd, 2011. Romans 12 and verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may discern delight and do the will of God the good the well pleasing and perfect the question is are you a chameleon you don't know what chameleon is etymologically it means on the ground lion it's a small lizard whose skin changes color according to its surroundings. A chameleon is a conformist. It's the opposite of a butterfly. A butterfly, a caterpillar transformed. So the question is, are you what? A chameleon or what? A butterfly. Simply put, are you a pagan? Pretending to be a Christian. Or are you a child of God? Born of God. Transformed in the heart. Therefore, you behave as a child of God. That's the question, sir. What do you love, this world or God? That's it. In Romans 12 verse 1, we considered the nature of Christian worship. All of our life must be lived every day in service to God. Paul said, so whether... You eat or drink or whatever you do. Do it all for the glory of God. In view of God's gracious salvation. We are to present our bodies as living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God. That is our spiritual act of worship. Now verse 2 of Romans 12 tells us how to reach the goal of verse 1. Doctrinally we are dealing with progressive sanctification. How can we live a holy life in a pagan world? So in this verse, there is a negative side and a positive side to our Christian life. Negatively, we are not to be conformed to the pattern of this age. Not to be worldly. Positively, we are to be renewed in our mind. To discern, to discover. To find out. To delight. 
and do the will of God, the good, the pleasing, and perfect. In other words, we are to be transformed by not sacrificing our mind and getting rid of our mind. We are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And not to be conformed to the ways and standards and values of this age. We are to please God by doing not our will. But the will of God. Every unbeliever being a child of the devil. Does the will of his father the devil. And every believer being a child of God chooses to do the will of his heavenly father. Jesus taught us thy will be done. The child of God worships God by serving him. That is by obeying him. Unbeliever's mind is twisted, depraved. And so he does sinful things. And he can only do sinful things. He cannot submit to God. He cannot please God. It's an utter impossibility. But a believer's mind is straightened out. It's good. And so he does what is pleasing to God. Two points, sir. First is negative. Be not conformed to this age. Be not conformed. The Greek verb is in present tense, in passive voice, and in imperative mood. This means the action prohibited is continuous present tense we are not to be conformed to the pattern of this age continuously daily ongoingly not just one day or two we oppose the ways of the world till we die It is in passive voice. This means we oppose the world's values by being helped by God. God works in us and we work out. With Paul we say I can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives me strength. Jesus himself said, without me, you can do nothing. That is, with God, with God's help, we can do all things, the whole will of God. And this prohibition is in the imperative mood. In other words, it is a command. This means we have a responsibility. We must act as God helps us. 
We tend to say, let God do all things. Let him work in me and let him also work out. No, we must work out as he works in us. He helps us to work six days a week. And we must work with our hands and minds six days a week. He helps us to love our wives and we must therefore love our wives. He helps us reduce our body weight and so we must eat less and exercise more to reduce our Wait, you can pray all you want. <laughs> pray all you want and keep on eating a new way of reducing weight. It doesn't work, sir. You weigh too much because you ate too much. Let's be very honest about it. Sanctification, in other words, is a joint venture between God and the believer. Romans 8 verse 13 we read this for if you live according to the flesh you will die. But if by the Holy Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body you will live. You see the joint venture. This is not so for regeneration but it is so for progressive sanctification. Put to death sir. Put to death what? Galatians 5, 19 through 21. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Kill it by the power of the Holy Ghost. We have been set free. We can exercise dominion upon sin and the devil and the ways of the world. The unbeliever is a conformist. A chameleon is a conformist. You go and and be with some sinners and you behave like the sinner. And you come to church and all of a sudden smile and the Lord of praise the Lord and, and hallelujah and all that. Phony, baloney, silly. The unbeliever is a conformist. He conforms to the ways and fashions of this world. Watch a person and see what values does he have. What is he doing? And then you introduce that he is a pagan. He's a slave. He has no freedom. But a Christian is a non-conformist. He knows that there is pleasure in sin, in lawlessness. But he also knows sin deceives you. Sin kills. He knows that this age is not permanent. It is temporary. It is like Sodom. About to be destroyed. Christian knows. 
not to invest in a real estate deal in Sodom. So St. Paul says those who use the things of the world are safe not engrossed in them because this world in its present form is passing away. St. John tells us in 1 John 2 do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world this is worldliness the love of the father is not in him for everything in the world the cravings of the flesh the lust of his eyes and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the father but from the world the world and its desires pass away but the man who does the will of God lives forever And St. Peter says in 1 Peter 1, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in what? Ignorance. A Christian knows that this present age is evil. Galatians 1.4. God sent his son Jesus Christ to deliver us from this present evil age. This age is passing away. Satan is the God of this age. The whole world lies under his total control by divine ordination. A believer knows that Christ has defeated Satan once for all by his death on the cross. It is foolish for a Christian. Therefore to conform to the ways of this world. The ways of Satan. We are given authority over the devil. The Bible says resist the devil. And he shall flee from us. And we resist him in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. The devil, we are told, cannot harm us. For God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Yes, the Christian knows that he has been given eternal life. And he is held by the hand of the Father and by the hand of the Son. He knows he is secure. And no one can snatch him out of God triune. So Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4.18 So we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen for what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal this age olam hazeh in Hebrew this age is temporary is passing away but there is a coming age olam Hava, 
And we read about it. In Ephesians chapter 1, 20 and 21, the power which God exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. What do you have here, sir? There is sin, there is misery, there is devil and death in this age. But in the coming age, there is no sin, no devil, no death. So we read in Revelation 21. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They'll be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. And Revelation 22, no longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city and his servants will serve him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp. Or the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light. And they will reign forever and ever. Friends, this is perfect happiness. And incomparable joy as we live beholding the face of God in the coming age. So the rich man who amasses wealth and cares nothing for his soul is a fool. He is deceived by wealth. Two things deceive us. Deceitfulness of sin and deceitfulness of wealth. Ask these multi-billionaires. What are you hoping for? You must die. And then ask millionaires. What are you hoping for? You must die. Then you ask uh, those who have 500,000. What are you hoping for? You must die. You must die. Without hope and without God in this world. You run after these things. And you don't want to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. J.B. Phillips translates Romans 12 verse 2 this way. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. But let God remold your minds from within. Friends, we are imitative by nature, but don't imitate the world around you. That will be living like the devil, like a chameleon. Imitate God as his dear children. 
Ephesians 5, we read, be imitators of God, therefore us dearly loved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Listen to St. Paul in 1 Corinthians 11, follow me as I follow the Lord. Friends, don't be like Judas who was with Christ at the Last Supper. Then we see him with the enemies of Christ at Gethsemane. Chameleon. Don't be like Peter who was with Christ at the Last Supper. Then we see him denying Christ three times and cursing him. Don't be like Ananias and Sapphira who for money lied to the Holy Ghost and died instantly. Don't be like Demas who abandoned Jesus and Paul and the gospel. We are told having loved this present evil age. He conformed and he was condemned. We read of the children of Israel in the wilderness who joined in worshipping the Baal of Peor. And the Lord destroyed them. They conformed and were condemned. Later we read of the ten tribes of Israel. Conforming to the ways of the world. And God's covenant curse came upon them. And God threw them out from his presence. Second Kings 17, therefore the Lord rejected all the people of Israel. He afflicted them and gave them into the hands of plunderers until he thrust them from his presence. Later Judah conformed to the ways of the world and worshipped all the pagan gods and God threw them out, out of his presence. 2 Kings 24, we read it was because of the Lord's anger that all this happened to Jerusalem and Judah and in the end he thrust them from his presence. Many Christians live a life of practical materialism and practical atheism. They, like the pagans, run after material riches and live like pagans all of their lives and die as a hopeless wretch. The pagans live for this age. They do not see the world to come. They are without hope and without God living in this world. Why do you think it is, sir? Let me tell you why. Second Corinthians 4 verse 4. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. Whoever you are, I tell you, you are an unbeliever and the devil has blinded your eyes that you may not see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ in the gospel I feel sorry for all pagans and I command you to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ 
that you may become truly rich. The pagans glory in their wisdom and philosophy. A philosophy that denies the true and living God. The biggest fact they deny. They exchange it for idolatry and every form of immorality. They are wise in their own eyes. They are looking at you. And they say to them, I make more money than you. Why should I listen to you? 1 Corinthians 3, we read, Do not deceive yourselves. If any one of you thinks he is wise by the standard of this age, he should become a fool so that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is what? Foolishness in God's sight. The unbelievers are those under divine judgment. Let me read it to you. Then you understand every pagan. It is written down. Romans 1 beginning with verse 21. For although they knew God. They neither glorified him as God. Nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Furthermore, since they did not think worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a twisted, depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. Godlessness and immorality go hand in hand. They are depraved, sir. Their mind is twisted. They cannot interpret any fact correctly they cannot understand the reality of God and their depraved condition their own moral inability they cannot understand it this is due to the noetic effect nous in the Greek means mind noetic effect the effect upon the mind of sin Sin makes our intellect perverted. And without the Holy Spirit's regenerative work, no sinner can understand God or himself. A sinner, a creature of this fallen world, is blinded by the devil. Oh, he speaks about philosophy, but he is a blinded fool. He has wrong theology, so he practices wrong morality. That is immorality. The unbelieving theologian studies the Bible carefully for years. But he cannot believe in the miracles, so he demythologizes the Bible. 
Finally, he comes with the fruit of his 50 years of research. Professor, what do you say about Jesus? Professor says, I say Jesus was a sinner like us who died on the cross. This is the assured result of my intense study for 50 years. He says this. Because Satan has blinded his mind so that he cannot, that is the moral inability, he cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. So the unbeliever hates Jesus Christ, the Bible, and the true Christians, and the Christian morality. You go to university, those who are hated are biblical Christians. In his mind, he hates God. Colossians 1 verse 21, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. So the pagan is anti-God and anti-Christian. Why is it, sir? Well, let me read it to you. From Romans five, eight, Romans eight, those who live according to the flesh, that is sinful nature, have their mind set on what that nature desires. The mind of the sinful man is death. But the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. They cannot please God. Deep enmity toward God and therefore to the Bible and therefore toward Christians. So what should we do as Christians? Be not conformed to the pattern of this evil age. Paul says in today's reading, Philippians 2 and verse 15, this crooked and depraved generation. In this crooked and depraved generation shine as stars. Be different. Be separate. Don't share the value system of this world. So Paul says in 2 Corinthians 6, do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them and I'll be their God and they'll be my people. Therefore come out from them and be what sir? Separate. Kid, did you hear what I said? Separate. 
in school, in college, at work, separate. Because you are light and they are darkness. You are alive, they are dead. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. I will be a father to you. And you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. Perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Friends, don't be a chameleon. Be separate. Shine as stars in this crooked and perverse generation. You are told you are the light of the world and you are the light for the world. The question is who is going to evangelize whom? You are to evangelize them. Lord, I pray that you help us not to conform to the ways of the world. Not to be a chameleon. Help us to stand up for truth. Help us to live truth and declare truth. And we read St. Paul was in chains and in prison. Ask him why. Because I spoke truth of the gospel. Lord, help us to believe the truth and do the truth and proclaim the truth and shine as stars in this world. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.